Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Life Podcast. Super excited you guys are here, whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on the podcast app, Spotify, super pumped you are here. And if you would, please leave a review, rating, subscribe if you love the podcast and the content that, uh, that we're putting out. So thanks for joining me. Uh, today's going to be a fun episode. I got with me my boy, Clayton Hates. Uh, I've known Clayton for a little while now. Uh, we actually work on staff at uh, church together. So yeah, Clayton, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Uh, yeah. So I'm excited to be on it. It's going to be super fun. Austin's been begging me to be on the podcast I've for been on my knees begging. several months now. <laughs> so I finally told him, just send me a calendar invite and I'll be there. Yeah. So yeah, this is a, this is a podcast long in the making. We've been talking it be about good. it for so, <laughs> yeah, the, the hype around it, at least for me, you better yeah. say some good stuff. Otherwise I'm not I'll, airing I'll the episode. So yeah. Um, yeah, a little about me for those. I mean, some of you that might be watching probably know who I am, but, uh, my name is Clayton Hate. I am, I mean, what do you want me to just share a little bit about just like, what do you do? Uh, who are you? What are your deepest fears and insecurities? Go ahead. I'm just going to go there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, I, a little bit about myself upbringing and stuff like that. I grew up in Hermiston, Oregon. So I, uh, yeah, I was born and raised, moved away, was living in Sacramento for the last few years. And then. Um, moved back recently, a couple yeah. months ago. Yeah. But uh, my wife's name is Adriana Haight. Shout out to her. Shout out to um, the wife. Yeah. yeah and um, you're a graphic designer. Um, yeah. And you're on staff at a church. You kind of oversee our whole Sunday experience. Yeah. You do a lot of the admin stuff, and you're really great at that. So yeah, man, it's it's been awesome to be able to work with you for a little while. But uh, I wanted to have you on today because you and I have had a lot of good conversations about uh, church culture, and just like this, what we're going to call a culture of excellence, uh, because the church has really, we'll just say, sucked it up at, you know, putting out quality content, quality uh, work. Uh, a lot of things are just done mediocre. They're done in a way that isn't really honoring God, I don't think, personally. And I know that you have a huge conviction for doing things with excellence, whether that's in church or whether that's in your workplace. If you're a Christian or not a Christian, listening to this today, I think this is going to be a great episode for you just to see uh, how your life could be impacted by doing things with excellence and doing things in, in, in a great way. There's nothing worse than than like working with somebody who just has a bad work ethic, who doesn't yeah. care about putting out quality. Uh, work. For example, I worked at Domino's Pizza for a long time, and I hated working with people that just didn't care about what they do. Like, I get it. It's pizza. You don't have to like yeah. be super passionate about making the best pizza you've ever made. But like, you, you want to give your customers an experience. You want to put out something that is uh, quality uh, food, quality content for them to consume. So that's what we want to talk about today. Um, and I know you have a huge, like I said, conviction for that. So, um, and before we get into the conversation, I just wanted to give a quick, like, biblical basis as to why we believe that we should do everything with excellence. And, and when I say excellence, I'm talking about doing things to, like, the best of our ability. I'm not saying you have to be perfect. I'm not saying you got to be the best at what you do, which we'll talk about that a little bit, but yeah. uh, uh, a quick biblical basis. Colossians 3.17 says, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So doing everything you do with excellence, because that is what brings God honor. When we do things uh, apathetically or half-heartedly, it, it doesn't really show God in us. We're actually giving people a wrong image of who God really is. 1 Corinthians 15.58 says, Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be firm, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And then Matthew 27, 37 says this, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And that just speaks to the fact that we should do everything 
with everything that we have, with all yeah. your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, not just half of it, but all of it. So we're going to talk about this, yeah. and I think it's going to be a good conversation. You ready? I'm ready. He's ready. Perfect. Uh, so just to start it off, quick question for you. What? Um, why is this something that you're passionate about? Yeah, I mean, this kind of came up. I mean, we were just talking about, you know, Austin wanted me to have me, have me on the podcast, and we're like talking about what can we talk about. And immediately, this is just something that comes up quite often for me. But um, I mean, obviously, uh, as Austin said, I, I grew up in church. I Well, I don't know. if Do we say that yet? No. Maybe. I, I grew up in Hermiston. Yeah. I grew up in a small town, and I, I've grown up in church. My parents are pastors, and so I am just the, the classic PK. Yeah. Um, I, I'm still in church, so it's either one or the other. You're in church or you're not right. when you're a PK, right. so as an adult. But um, yeah, I just, I grew up experiencing, and this is like no, like, nothing bad to say about any churches that I've ever been a part of or yeah. grew up in or uh, have attended or anything like that, but I think the church... Um, I just experienced a lot of, yeah, just a lack of excellence, I guess, to put it simply. But yeah. um, just things that are done kind of feel like half-heartedly. Um, and I I just believe that as Christians, and you know, maybe you're listening to this and you're not a Christian, we can get to that a little bit too. But um, I just, we, you know, like you go to like a restaurant and the service is great and the bathrooms are clean and the food is awesome and all of those create an experience. And I'm yeah. like, there's people that give their whole lives to f- serve an amazing meal and to have you come back again and again. And it, I just grew up feeling like a lot of times the church who has like the greatest message in the history of forever yeah. is like doing things half-heartedly, yeah. sloppy, um, just not with all that they are. And so, I mean, we can dive more into that, but that's yeah. kind of just, so I, all growing up, I always experienced like church like that and experienced Christians like that in a lot of ways. Yeah. I had a lot of friends growing up and I mean, we're all to blame on this, but a lot of friends that were, that were very uh, loudly professed Christians that they would show up to stuff and they just weren't the first ones to help. They weren't the first ones to serve or to make things awesome. And so in recent years, I've kind of figured out how to articulate that a little bit for myself, like why, yeah. like what that feeling of like, oh, that's a bummer, like what that really is. And really what I found out is it's just, there's just a lot, lack of value for excellence in the Christian world specifically is what yeah. we can kind of talk about. But yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I love the analogy that, you know, you brought up with the restaurants and I always think of Chick-fil-A yep. because they're like the, the, they're doing something right They're They're not just giving you food, but they're giving you an experience. I, I listened to this podcast and- um, it was with this guy from Chick-fil-A, like one of the higher ups of Chick-fil-A who like founded it. And he was saying that, um, you know, some things just to, to create and cultivate a culture of excellence, they would do other things that were more than just food. Like they did this whole daddy daughter date thing, yeah. like dads and daughters could come have a meal, have, they had like questions on the table for them to talk about and, and answer. And it was just this whole experience because what they wanted to do was they wanted to provide a, an experience for their customers um, and, and be separated from all these other places that are doing things. McDonald's isn't doing things like that. Yeah. Dairy Queen's not doing things like that. So they the, the they want they have a a conviction to do things with excellence as well. And I think it yeah. shows. Yeah. When they they like they I mean they're one of the biggest fast food chains in United States, and they're closed one day every week. So yeah. it's really cool to see how they have that culture of excellence and are exceeding in what they do. And I think that that's your heart, that's my heart for yeah. the church, and at least here at Hermiston Assembly, the church that we're on staff at. Yeah. Um, we want to see that happen. So, 
Yeah, man. How do you, as somebody who wants to excel at everything they do and, and do things well, how do you stay like motivated and inspired to do so? Because it can be super easy to get in your just average mundane yeah. routine and be like, oh, I just got to do it and yeah. check it off my list. But how do you stay inspired to really create things that are excellent? Yeah, I think, I mean, for me, being on staff at a church, I like Austin said, I'm kind of over just like our experience stuff and strategy at our church and things like that. And um, I mean, church church jobs are the same as any other job. I mean, you got to wake up and show up on time and work your eight hours a day. Like it's, I mean, there's a lot of awesome stuff that we get to do as people that work for churches that maybe somebody else doesn't get to do. I mean, I think it's a super big privilege to be able to work for a church, but yeah. it still is a job. And there's times where you can just get into like the rut of clocking in and out or whatever, if you want to call it that. And yeah. I think for me, and I... This is something that I kind of discovered um, probably like right out of high school. I had a I had a mentor who was kind of working with me. I was just on staff at our church, and um, it's something that he just like preached to me all the time or talked to me all the time about is just finding perspective and outs- outside perspective specifically, but just yeah. like, I don't know, you talked about being inspired and stuff like that. I, per- I mean, just some practicals, like I listen to a ton of podcasts. I mean, I pretty much come into work every day and me, Austin, and our other coworkers are like talking about what the recent podcast was we listen to. I listen to, I watch, I watch a lot of stuff even outside the church. I watch a lot of movies even. I, I mean, I listen to music. I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways that I stay inspired. And I think yeah. though, just like the perspective too, of what I'm doing and, and I mean, if we're talking in like business terms or whatever, like Chick-fil-A, they have a product. They're trying to like serve you the best chicken sandwich ever. And they do. They do. <laughs> um, but for the church, it's like our our product, and that's I don't mean that in a bad way at all, but yeah. like if we're talking in those terms a little bit practically, like our product is Jesus and it's what he's done. And so, um, yeah, so basically it just trying to find perspective of like what I'm doing matters. And yeah. even the mundane stuff is like, it's all it's all like compounding into, you know, like it's, yeah. it's all important. It's not just, you know, the big events we do or when I get to lead worship or when, you know, when any of us are on stage or whatever like that, like the, the daily grind of like meetings and all that stuff, it can get tough, but just finding perspective of like every day going, this is a privilege that I get to serve Jesus, that I get yeah. to, you know, deliver the greatest product in the history of forever, you know, and it's, yeah. it's, you know, delivering that product to people in our city, which is Jesus, you know, the message of Jesus. Right. So, yeah, no, that's good. I think it's, I think what you said is important about um, how you would watch movies, podcasts, stuff yeah. outside the church, because uh, for those of us who are a part of a local church, whether you're a pastor or just a Christian who goes to church, um, the world outside of the church is doing things um, with excellence, like yeah. Hollywood is putting out amazing, amazing films, and then yeah. you go and watch a Christian movie. Yeah, and yeah, there's budget and stuff, but they're super yeah. cheesy. Um, you can tell they just weren't maybe as well put together yeah. as they could have been. And not to bag on Christian movies or whatever, but like if the world can spend hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars pushing their own agenda, yeah, should the church not be as creative, as or, hardworking? Yeah, if not yeah. more to push the gospel of Jesus because it is life changing and we believe yeah. it will impact and change the world. We don't push it just because yeah. we 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 want to push our own agendas. That's not what it's about. Yeah. It's because we genuinely believe we have the greatest message like you've ever like what like like you've said that that has ever been told. So And I think with just to say something on that yeah. too, like that that was always something that was super frustrating to me is I, I would go to like a concert that maybe wasn't a Christian concert or I would go 
So, I mean, even just stuff like a play at the high school or th- just yeah. things that are like outside of the church realm. Cause a lot of, if you go to church, like it's very easy to get in like this church bubble of like the bar is, it is, you know, whatever we're doing in church is like the bar. But then yeah. as soon as you go outside the church, you're like, well, the bar is way up here. Like, yeah. and I would always just walk away from stuff like that being frustrated. Cause I'm, I'm like, that may be like, you know, going to like a Christian movie at yeah. the theater or whatever, like with my youth group growing up, I'd be like, that's the best we've got. Like that's the best Christians have to give to the world is this low budget, very corny movie. And I, again, like I think those movies are changing people's lives and all that stuff. I'm just like, and a lot of it is budget and things like that. So maybe that's not always like a hundred percent the best example, but I just, I would always walk away going, man, like we have so much more to give to the world than that. Like we, yeah, it just, it's the bar is just very low in in, in the church realm oftentimes. And I don't, again, I don't want to, keep prefacing. I don't want to like just blanket statement every church in the world or anything like that. I just think in my personal experiences, I've yeah. encountered a lot of church world where it's like, yeah, it's just, everything's just, the bar is very low for a lot of reasons. Yeah. I think, I think the overall, like just what we're getting at here today is that the church should be ahead yeah. of where everybody else is. Like we should be putting out the most excellent products, the most excellent experiences. I would like, I don't want to go to a church and the worship be bad and, you know, people up there who don't know how to play instruments or the lighting's weird or the sound is off or, or what, like just weird experiences like that. Like I want to walk in somewhere and, 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 and we create these excellent experiences so that way people can experience Jesus. And, And that's what it's really about. So um, yeah, I love well, what you're and saying. And our pastor, sorry to jump no, in again, dude, go but for it. yeah, our pastor yesterday even said something, um, just, we had like a, today's Monday, yesterday at church. Today's Monday. Uh, for where, whenever you're listening to this, yeah. but, um, he just said like what, he was just kind of talking to our, all of our leaders and people that volunteer on, on the weekend gatherings. And he was just saying like, what we're doing this morning is paving a way for, and making a way and space for people to hear, you know, the hope and message of Jesus. And so that's really a lot of it too, is like excellence speaks to like value and importance. Like when you walk in somewhere and things are done with a high level of excellence and there's a lot of care and intentionality around that, it just communicates these people care about this thing. Like yeah. this is important, you know, like yeah. I, I've seen like for those of you that watch TikTok and stuff and even back to like the Chick-fil-A thing, like I've seen these TikToks where they make fun of like going through like a Burger King drive through yeah. versus like a Chick-fil-A drive through and like they're going through like the Burger King. It's all like, you know, f- you know, drama on there, like TikTok yeah. or whatever, like fake stuff. But it's like them acting out, like going through a Burger King drive through and they're like cussing at you and like all this stuff. And then like you go to the Chick-fil-A drive through and they're like chasing your car down, trying to give you more <laughs> sauce and stuff. Like yeah. it's just those are the even. Yeah. For us in the Northwest, there's not a lot of Chick-fil-A's, but I moved from California and I miss Chick-fil-A. But it's. It's just interesting the, the the value that they communicate over yeah. a chicken sandwich. Not yeah. to keep going back to that, but it's just is a great example of that. Yeah. No, I think I think that's a great point. The excellence that we do communicates the work we do communicates what we really value. Yeah, exactly. So when we have a have a bad service, we're saying we don't really care about new people who are coming into our church yeah. because we don't want to ha- make a great experience for them. But when Chick-fil-A puts out a great sandwich, they're like we care about excellence. We care about the consumer, which is probably the most important message you can send. Um, So yeah, that's a great point. What we do communicates what we value. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So um, moving forward, uh, you are a pastor in ministry. um, And so of course, we're talking a little bit about the church world and how that applies, but how would this translate to somebody who does not work in ministry, who isn't a part of the church Uh, world? 
Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, we like as Austin was reading at the beginning, like here's all the biblical scripture to be like, you know, do your best and all yeah. that stuff. Like, and I, I believe as we've stated too, like, I mean, we have as Christians, we have you know the creator of the universe living inside of us. Why, why should we not le- like lead and and be at the front of everything, leading culture and creating like incredible things and right. you know putting all our best into that. But even like take all that away on a total, total like practical level. If I was just talking to somebody that was not, you know, a Christian having coffee and they're talking about their job or whatever, I'm like, you have, you know, 70, 90 years. I don't know however long you're blessed with on this world. (laughs) Why would you want to look back like on the, like at the end of your life and go, I just kind of like lived life like mediocrely. Like, you know, like I just kind of did things halfway, 50%, 75%, like, why would I want to look back and say I contributed 60% of myself in my job I worked for 60 years or whatever? Like, right. And it's not all about like, you know, just looking at back at accomplishments and stuff like that, but it's like whatever you're – and sometimes that's hard too, like when you work for a job that – that's the thing about when you're not following Jesus, when you're working for a job that you don't really care about, it's hard yeah. to that's, – that's a tough thing because when, you know, I, I worked at a Office Max in high school – I did not care about selling paper as a human being, but I'm like, as cheesy as it is for the Christians or the non-Christians that are listening, but like, it'd be like, okay, I'm just, I want to, I want to serve Jesus. And so I'm going to do this well, because people that see me are going to see Jesus. And I don't want to do things halfway and people go, okay, there's just another lazy Christian. There's another guy that all he wants to do is talk about coming to church, but when it comes time to sweep the back room or unload the freight truck, he ain't there. You know what I mean? Like. And I, I think a lot of it just has to do with representing Jesus too. But yeah. I know I'm, I keep jumping out of the no, I back think, and forth from church to no. I think that's I think that's really good because there are Christians obviously working not in pastoral roles or in yeah. ministry, and it really is we are living uh, we really are living a life to represent Jesus. That's that's yeah. our main mission here on this earth is to represent Jesus everywhere that we go. And the church already has a really bad name among yep. among the world. Yep. Um, back from history, even things that have been happening now, from, you know, churches just having this idea of stealing money from people or all sorts of crazy things about the church. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why, probably why you're so convicted about this and, and why you have these thoughts that you do. And same reason that I do is because if I halfway do my job, my boss is going to be like, well, I'm never going to believe in what this guy believes in because... Exactly. He doesn't even care about what he's doing. If he genuinely cared about those around him, if he actually loved God, he probably wouldn't be like this. So, yeah. so I totally get what you're saying. That's really important. Yeah. But even just to as we move on or whatever, yeah. just back to like if you're not a Christian and stuff, I'm just like at the end of the day, like if you're not looking at scripture, if you don't care about Jesus at all and you're listening to this, like still, why would you want to live your whole life just doing things that are not like to your best, like to look back and be like, yeah, I gave it my all. Like I contributed to wherever I was, you know, whether it's in your family or at your workplace. I mean, yeah, it's just one of those things like life is so short and even outside of Jesus, like why would you want to live that just kind of meaningless, like floating through life thing? And that's, there's a whole, I mean, that that's a whole can of worms. You could get really specific on that, but just, I think just to even articulate that again, like if you don't serve Jesus or whatever, still like, I mean, there's people that are, you know, given their whole lives to make the best movies ever or whatever, and they don't follow Jesus, but it's, they're leaving something, they're leaving a legacy on this planet and changing culture by what they're doing. Yeah. That's what excellence does. It leaves a legacy and literally forms culture. Yeah. So that's really cool that you would bring that up. Um, As we talk about excellence and 
you know, what that really means. I think we probably need to define it, define it a little bit better. Um, a lot of people, when they hear the word excellence, they might think, oh, well, you're just trying to do things to perfection. Yep. Um, what would you say are, like, how, how would you define those two? Like, how would you differentiate the two? Excellence versus perfection? Because we're not striving for perfection. Yeah. We're not going to probably get there. So yeah. how would you differentiate those two? Yeah, I, I mean, I think this is kind of a messy question because I do think there are churches or people... I mean, I'll swing to both sides. Like even the people that are like super, like they value excellence. Like there is a tendency to 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 actually blur the lines between excellence and perfection of like, yeah. there's this unattainable bar to hit all the time. But for me, excellence versus perfection. Excellence is simply, I think we've said it before, yeah. you know, in this, in this recording already and you've said it, but um, excellence is honestly just don't waking up every morning going, whatever I'm doing today, whether it's, you know, serving somebody at the restaurant or even in my job, you know, if I'm making our service weekend schedule stuff, I'm helping uh, design our new stage layouts, I'm helping build teams or whatever it is. Like I want to do that with the best of my ability. And I, I saved this quote really quick that I, I read from another pastor actually this week, it popped up on Instagram, but it said, um, God won't multiply what you fail to maximize. And so it, that just spoke to me because I was like, with excellence, it's one of those things where it's just using what you have. Like yeah. it's, it's taking what little or, you know, a lot or whatever, taking whatever thing you're doing and just doing it as, as best as you can. But again, it's not to get back to the perfection thing though. Like I'll, I've had so many people like question me on that in the church world. Cause because of the, the culture and church and stuff like that. And, you know, nobody, you know, we don't, we don't ever want to strive for perfection. Like the only perfect, like being in this universe is Jesus. And right. so that can be a blurry thing or a, like a, yeah. you can kind of bleed into that area a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm often questioned like, why do we need the lights? Why do we need whatever? Like, yeah. why does everything have to be like this certain thing or whatever? And some of it's down to preference or whatever, but um, yeah, it's not, I guess, sorry. Let, trying me, to, let me ask you yeah, this question yeah. that might help frame it a little better. Um, how do you measure excellence? Yeah. How do you, how do you say how do you know when something goes from mediocre to like, oh, this is something that is excellent? Maybe yeah. maybe personally in your own life or if you, you could just hypothetically, how would you? Yeah. Because I think that's kind of what we're getting at. Like, yeah, yeah. Rather than saying something's perfect, we, we have to measure it on something. So how would you measure excellence or say like yeah. this product isn't bad, it's actually really good or whatever you're trying to put out there? Yeah. Uh, it's a great question. I think that's helping kind of articulate it better. But um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, really quick on the perfection thing, I think, because I think it goes hand in hand with what you're asking, um, is I think when people are striving for excellence and when the moment it goes into perfection, I think, is when, or like the moment it goes from, I'm striving to do things with excellence to do things with perfection is when what we're doing becomes like more part of our identity. A lot of times it's like, and you see this a lot, even like in the business world. I mean, you see it in the church world too. There are pastors, plenty of pastors or people in ministry that their whole life revolves around what they're doing. And yeah. the difficult thing with that is that when you fail, it's like on you, you know, like with excellence, it's like, I, like I've said before, it's it's waking up and being like, I'm just going to do this as best I can. I'm going to do it with what little I have or what, you know, yeah. what a lot I have. Yeah. Um, and God's going to bless that. God's going to yeah. honor that. And so, um, but that's the thing too, with, with excellence versus perfection is you can, you can walk away from something and it's not like who you are. Like right. it's cause it can be something that you do anywhere, whether you're 
helping somebody out moving or you're mowing some mowing your own lawn. I mean, taking yeah. care of your family. Like, so I don't, maybe if you want to ask a little more about what, what the yeah, question no, was, I think, but just trying to kind of break those out a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's good. I think just asking how you measure excellence, um, because what's excellent to me might be ex- might not be excellent or might be mediocre to somebody else. Yeah. Um, so I think this idea of excellence isn't that you would be the best at something, isn't that you would yeah. be the the perfect whatever you're trying to be. Um, but excellence is really measured probably internally, I would say. Yeah, like for sure. Only you really know that you put in everything you could yeah. to make something what it is. Yeah. Um, and that's between you and, and God. Like yeah. nobody else can decide that. You can look on the outside and be like, oh, yeah, this looks great. But maybe you could have given more to that something. Maybe you could have tried yeah. harder. Maybe you could have had a better. Maybe you had a better idea, but you didn't want to do it because it was too much work. Yeah, like only you can really judge that. So maybe that's what I was trying to get out a little bit. And I, I guess I answered yeah. my own question. Well, I think it's simple. I think yeah. it is. It's it's an internal thing. Like you know, when you haven't done something at one hundred percent. I think it's just and you have to live with that guilt exactly. every night. Yes, you do. Um, I th- I think you answered it, but just articulate yeah. it again. It's just doing everything at 100%. Yeah. If you're going to do something, like don't do something unless you're going to do it all the way. Yeah. Like I think that is the the benchmark of like excellence. It's yeah. and that but the thing is again, like with perfection or whatever, it that still leaves room like the best version of you still sometimes will never be enough. Like it's not yeah. cuz that's not what it's about. It's not about it's not even about us, especially like in the ministry world or the church yeah. world. It's like we're just doing things as best we can with the skills and the talents and everything yeah. God's put inside of us. Yeah. And God will use that, you know, whether, you know, maybe you, you'll, maybe you're serving at a church even, or we've been having these conversations a lot lately because we're just in a different season of our church where we're really just trying to kind of venture into some new things and stuff like that. We've talked about just people serving and stuff like that. And we've had conversations with people where it's just like, it doesn't matter how talented or skilled you are. It's just doing, yeah, this is the long answer, but yeah. doing everything with the best of your ability. Like, yeah. again, you know, just all the way. Now, I think that we're, we're getting somewhere really good here. Yeah. I think that there can be a fine line. Like, if you really are wrapped up in what you're doing, um, I'm going to have to find a way to articulate this. But I think a lot of us, pers- for, for me personally, we'll start here. For me personally, um, I can start to feel really guilty or really, like, maybe shameful even when I do something that's the best of my ability but still not great, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, man, like, I just, like, I could have done better. Or, like, I get really, like, competitive with myself even, which can be really unhealthy, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah so so moving on, you know, talking about excellence and perfection. Um, but a lot of times in today's culture, a lot of people measure excellence by success. They're saying, like, you're not excellent unless you're successful, unless you have this many Instagram followers or this many TikTok followers or your your net worth is this much. Like, that's what excellence and success means to people. They kind of go hand in hand, I think, for a lot of people. But um, we live in a competitive world, so it's, it's all about showing out and, and being better than everyone else. You're only excellent if you're successful. Um, but that really breeds, I think, a competitive culture. Like you're always trying to be better than the next guy, better than the business down the street, you know? So how can I be excellent um, and and still be successful in what I'm doing, but not be so worried about what everybody else is doing? We're always trying to be the best, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, you got to stop measuring. Well, we do live in a competitive culture and some of that's good. Like I think some of what creates innovation and, and just even a desire to be excellent is a sense of competition. Like if you're a business owner, I mean, 
you're you're definitely trying to be the best in your field. Like if you're, you know, if you're selling lawnmowers, you want to yeah. sell the most lawnmowers in town. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's definitely like so. There's a there's a healthy bit of that. I mean, I think in in church culture that that's not healthy. We as people in that work for a church, we're not trying to be better than any other church or anything like that. So I think what kind of what can kind of shut like to kind of silence that thing of like, we're just trying to be better or whatever is to really start to define like what you're called to and what your life is going to be centered around. And like, even again, back to the Chick-fil-A thing, like these guys, it's, it's wild. Like their, their whole life is sold out to making this incredible experience around a piece of fried chicken. And that sounds funny, but like they, they're doing it. You know what I mean? Like people are traveling hours to come eat this. They're talking about it, posting about it. I mean, there is like a cult type following around a restaurant (laughs) like Chick-fil-A. You know what I mean? And it's because they've made, I don't even think that, I mean, there's not a lot of competition is for, I mean, fast food wise or whatever, of course, but like chicken sandwiches or whatever, Popeye's, I mean, you have a few or whatever, but I, I don't even, even in that podcast that you referenced earlier, like I've listened to that and part of what they just were describing is we just decided this is what our life is about. We're going to do it with the best of our ability, whether it's a chicken sandwich or a car or whatever, you know, or church or whatever it may be, whatever your thing is. And that kind of weeds out this sense of like competition. Again, I think a little bit of it, like in the business world, this is so like um, situation specific, I think in my thinking, but I think it's just figuring out, okay, what am I called to not getting super tied up in like what other people are doing or saying or whatever. And then, I mean, cause if like a guy like Steve jobs, if he would have gone, I'm going to create something that, um, this guy, you know, that they're creating over at Microsoft is creating then we would probably wouldn't have the iPhone. Like yeah. the reason we have the iPhone is because he went, I'm going to create something nobody else has created yeah. and I'm going to do it with the best of my ability. So, um, I don't know if that kind of maybe answers that a little bit. It's just yeah. kind of getting it, figuring out like, what your thing is and just locking into that and not necessarily constantly worrying about like what, what somebody else is doing. Yeah. No, that's and part of it is just even honestly, just simply just trying to have the discipline of ignoring that kind of thing in you. That's like, yeah. Hey, you got to be better. Yeah. That's hard in a social it's media hard. driven yeah. world when I can follow, you know, the biggest executives and the most yeah. creative people and, see what they're putting out yeah. and see how my feed looks nothing like that yeah. or things well, on a, like that. On a practical thing with that, even I, like I personally in the church world, it's, it's hard. Cause like you, we're not, we're not trying to build like something just has a lot of numbers, a lot of people or whatever. I mean, obviously people are more people means more people are being saved and impacted and yeah. their lives are changed and stuff like that. But it's easy, like on a Sunday morning to come to our church services and then immediately hop on Instagram afterwards and, you know, we had a few hundred people or whatever, and these churches are having five, 6,000 people and you go, well, I'm just a failure. And like, so I've even on a practical level, like I've had to just unfollow different people or mute people and stuff on social media, nothing to do with them. They're doing amazing things because, but sometimes it's like in my own heart, I'm like, man, I, I don't want to feel like, I don't want that thing to ha- like grab a hold of me, you know, like yeah. where it's like, I'm not doing enough or I'm failing because yeah. my best isn't as good as their best kind right. of thing. No, so. I think I think you just hit on something really, really key there, that comparison can really kill that culture of excellence Yeah. Um, because everybody's called to different things. Everybody has yeah. a unique skill set, unique giftings in their life. Um, and as somebody who follows Jesus, I believe that God has called each of us to 
something unique, something that doesn't like I don't I can't do what you can do and and you can't do what I can do and yeah. the things that we have in common I'm better at than you are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like that that's probably. that's yeah, probably. <laughs> what are some things I don't even know? Like we played basketball one time and Oh, I don't claim to be good at any sports. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm well, just we'll kidding. give you a guitar though and see what happens. Hey buddy, you, you don't want to hear that. It sounds so I know bad. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that each of us have our own specific calling and and, oh. and maybe you're listening to this episode and you're like Man, I don't know what I'm called to. Like, I don't know what I'm what what I want to do with my life. How can I be excellent if I don't, you know, have something that that I feel like I'm supposed to do? And honestly, as somebody who follows Jesus, if you're listening and you're a Christian, the easiest way to find out, you know, what that is is talk to the one who gave you the calling, who's yeah. given you the giftings, who's given you the specific skill set that you have. Um, because I believe God wants to give those things to you. He wants you yeah. to to know that you have a created purpose. Um, he didn't just create you to be taking up space on a couch somewhere. He created you to make a difference where you're at. And so the difference that I'm making here in Hermiston, at Hermiston Assembly, isn't the difference that Stephen Furtick's making at Elevation Church in one of the Carolinas. I can't remember yeah. which one it is. But we're not the same people. So why yeah. would I measure my level of success versus his when we're doing two totally different things in two totally different communities? So I think that your environment has a lot to do with it. Even geography has a lot to do with it. Yeah. There are so many different factors, I think, that go into this culture of excellence that you're trying to create in your own life. And I think, too, it it start like if, if you're in that place, like Austin was just saying, and it's like, I don't know what I'm called to. I don't yeah. even know what I care about. Maybe you're 18 and you just graduated or whatever. You're about to graduate. It's like, I have no idea what, I mean, like, I'm working at a gas station or something. Like, yeah. I think the 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 thing that even on a practical way to find that is just whatever you're doing, like start with what you've already been given. It's like, yeah. like if you're pumping gas, you better be the best gas <laughs> pumper out there. You know what yeah. I mean? Gas attendant, like yeah. smile, wash the windows, like just do everything you can. Again, we're repeating ourselves a little bit, but I think it's just because we... Just so many people miss this. I mean, yeah, I miss this. No, There's sure. like moments where I'm like, man, I know I didn't do that to the best of my ability. Yeah. Like, and yeah. So I think it's like if you're in that place where you just don't know, you'll find that thing. I think in in the process of learning just how to do everything. Because yeah. this is the thing too, is it's easy to find that calling or figure out what you're like really passionate about. And I I do this too sometimes where it's like I'm super passionate about building the church and having the church, pushing the church to lead in culture and the world and all that stuff and innovate yeah. and do things new and all of that stuff. But outside of that, it's easy to be like, if I'm doing something that's not that thing, I'm just like, eh, I'll, yeah. I'll give it 50%. I'll, yeah. you know, like, so I think just learning to establish that principle in your life all around, like before you even know what that thing is, yeah. is just going to set you up for the long run way better. Yeah. I think you have to have um, what I've heard many people refer to as a predetermined yes, yep. that anything you do, it's already been decided that you're going to give it everything that you have. Yeah. You have predetermined in your mind, in your heart, in your strength, whatever it is, yeah. that you will do something to the best of your ability. And I think many of us just don't have that predetermined yes inside of us. And yeah. um, if you really are you know, struggling to find your your calling or what God is asking of you to do with this life, I think another great place to start is what are you good at? Like yeah. what yeah. what what are some things that you're actually passionate about already? Maybe you're pumping gas and um, you don't want to pump gas, but you have passions to do something else, then that's probably a really great place to start. I have always been passionate about teaching and about, you know, speaking. So for me, yeah. 
this podcast isn't something I get paid to do, but I'm passionate about it. And, and I want content like this to be out in the world so people can hear it. Now I might only have 30 yeah. listeners a week, uh, if that. If you're still here, shout out to you, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm doing it because I really believe this is what God has called me to in this moment. This is where my giftings uh, lean towards. Yeah. And so that's why I'm doing it. It doesn't matter what, what Bob across the street's doing. It only matters what I'm doing because God is not asking me to answer for Bob's life. He's asking me to answer for my life and what he's given me. There's the the parable, I think, of the talents when there's a some there's a there's a guy who gives money to these three individuals um, and says, Go and and do something with it. One guy brings it back and says, Hey, I made more money with this. Another guy brings it back and says, Hey, I made more money than the first guy with this. And the last guy comes back and says, Well, I buried it, but I didn't lose any money. I just I yeah. buried it, but here's the money you gave me back. And, and I think many of us are living life like that, where we have these specific talents and giftings, and we're just not using them yeah. because we don't have a good answer for it. We're just we're just not. We're we're yeah. we're okay living a mediocre lifestyle, working a, a nine to five job, clocking yeah. in, clocking out, forgetting about it, and, and living that routine day in and day out. When God is really asking us to do something with the things that He's giving us, so yeah. I and mean, even with that, I just came to mind. I'm like. The world needs what only you can bring. Like, again, whether you're a Christian or not, like, and if you're not a Christian, I still believe this. God has put things inside of you. God's put talents and skills and ways of thinking. He's put that inside you and designed you so uniquely that, like, for you to not give that and give that with all you have, you're robbing the world of what you have to bring in your lifetime. Like, and I, I, you know, even just... Even just the way our culture is kind of set up around, like, it's just, this is, and maybe this is a deeper conversation, but like a way our culture is set up where you get a job at 18 and you work till 65 and then you retire, like you work, work, work to then have fun at the end of your last 15, 20 years or whatever. Yeah. That's just so twisted to me. Like we should just be having fun and working hard. And part of it is just, you know, like American job culture and stuff. I mean, some of this is hard, but like, it's just. That that's just kind of a bummer. Like you, it almost seems like people wait and save their like what's really in them until after they retire. Like yeah. I see people that retire and then they start traveling a bunch, or then they start like a little side hustle or start building things or creating things. I'm like, yeah. you could have been creating that 40 years ago. Like the world needed that then, and it needs it now. But like it's yeah. ne- it's never too late either. It's just I think the way our culture is designed, and I don't think it's intentionally like this, but it's just. People wait, 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 and then give like yeah. a few of their remaining years, you know, and sometimes they never yeah. give anything away, you know, like it's For just, sure. they keep it always bottled up and they never are come to the terms with the fact that they are designed uniquely and have something to bring, you know? Yeah. I remember, um, when I was working, uh, I worked at Domino's for a little while. I was working night shift, you know, swing shift basically was like six to 2 AM or whatever, four to 2 AM or yeah. something like that. And then I worked at Denny's and was doing some night shifts as well. And I remember telling my mom and my family, my uh, yeah, my family, um, like just how much I was like so done working at these jobs that were like meaningless, that didn't really matter. Um, like like I was doing them with excellence. Like I I will do everything that I do with everything that I have because that's just my personality. Like I yeah. can't do things halfway. Um, but I remember telling her I was like I I'm just like so ready to not be working those jobs anymore. And I remember my, I think it was my mom said something to me. She said, she said, well, or no, it was another family member. And she said to me, 
well, we all did it. We all had to go through the really hard, crappy stuff in order to get what we want, yeah. or like in order to live the life that we want and be happy. And I'm just thinking to myself, there's a better way. Yeah. Like, why can't I be in the middle of the hard stuff and still enjoy what I'm doing? And I think yep. when you live with excellence and the predetermined yes that you're going to do yeah. everything to the best of your ability, you will find yourself with a higher quality of life. Yeah, that I agree. You, that you will enjoy what you're doing, even though you might hate being a waiter, which... I don't think being a waiter was the best time of my life, um, but I still found joy in it because I did it with everything that I had. Yeah. I, I did it with excellence. I made sure that I was providing a good experience for customers, that, that I was refilling their drink when it was empty so that way yeah. they wouldn't complain to me. Like I was bringing other people, ha- I mean, it's just like a chicken sandwich brings somebody happiness. Like yeah. for me to refill somebody's drinks without them having to ask was like, oh, that was amazing for them. Yeah. So even in that small, seemingly mundane task, I found a way to find purpose and meaning in it, which yeah. I think that's what living with excellence does. Yeah. It brings that to the everyday sort of world. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't want to like condone like workaholism or whatever. Like, I mean, I, I'm somebody that has a natural tendency to just work way too much and get way too, you know, attached my identity yeah, to things do, I do. <laughs> yeah. As I'm talking about not doing that and being perfect <laughs> or whatever. But um, I, I just listened to this pastor quite a bit, another podcast where He's like nearing 70 and he talks like he's 20 and he, he's kind of talked a lot about this in some recent stuff that he's put out. Um, but he, he's like genuinely like he's almost 70. He's like, I, I don't plan on retiring. Like I, he builds rest into his routine and stuff like that. But he's like, he's like, I will sleep when I'm dead. Like, I don't <laughs> like there's, I don't understand why you would kind of just be in this kind of half. It's again, back to what we keep saying, like this kind of half way of doing things, living and yeah not just bringing your all and like pour everything out and like, and like leave life, you know, like that, you know, yeah. I mean, you can leave it. Like I said, back, I guess I just kind of repeating, yeah. but you know, like you can keep it all bottled up in the world and never get to experience the awesome that's inside yeah. of you, you know, you take it to the grave with you and yeah. not have left the legacy, not have done anything meaningful yeah. with your life. I don't think anybody wants to sit on their deathbed and realize that, wow, I, I really didn't do everything that I could have done. Yeah. Like I want to I want to be laying on my deathbed and say, I I used everything I had. I I did everything to my the best of my ability that yeah. God has called me to do. And, and again, we're not saying this from a place of we're doing everything to the best yeah, of our yeah. ability all the time. We're not perfect in that way. But I think this is a good conversation to be had and yeah. something that many people probably just have never really thought about before. And so I'm, I'm glad we could have this conversation. You got any yeah. final thoughts to add for us in this conversation of cultivating a culture of excellence? I think it's I think it's good. I think the last thing, and maybe we've kind of hit on this a little bit, but specifically in for all of you that are church people, or if you're listening to this and you're in ministry or whatever, I'm like think, and I don't I don't know how blunt to say this or whatever. But I'm as like blunt as possible. Back to the beginning, we have the biggest, the the most awesome most amazing message that the world needs to hear. It's what Jesus has done for us. And to wake up and roll out of bed and to do church in a fashion that is just mediocre and not a lot of passion. Here's the thing too that I understand. I'll I'll get into it too. I'm not saying you got to muster up some sort of, this is the other thing too about, there's maybe this is another podcast, just about like mental and emotional health and stuff. I have a ton of sympathy and a huge heart for people in ministry that maybe you're listening to this and you're like, I am giving my best. Like (laughs) I am worn out, I'm tired. And some of that, I mean, again, that's a whole nother podcast, but I would just say like, even as you're listening to this, or again, maybe if you're not a Christian or whatever, this is speaking to you, like 
it's time to maybe reevaluate how you're going about stuff. Like, are you, yeah. are you really as passionate as you could be about something so important, especially talking about the church? Like if, yeah. if you're not in that conversation, like you can step out of this for a second, but like, yeah. if you're a pastor, if you're in ministry, like you better be given it all because yeah. Jesus already gave us everything. Like he doesn't owe us anything and it's not, and we don't need to work for any sort. It's not, again, we can work for approval and it can get really messy like that, but genuinely going like, there are people in our communities, in the world that are living life with no hope, that don't know Jesus, that don't have, that life is, feels meaningless because they don't know Jesus or don't have that, that thing that we have, you know, and we get so tied up in routines and uh, religious stuff. That's just, it's just tradition and all that. And all that stuff's good. And it's time and space and things like that. But again, like the world, the church should be leading in the world. We should be leading in culture. The best Christian music out there should, the best music out there should be Christian music. The best movies out there should be not just to say we're being the best, but because Jesus lives inside of us, the creator of all things, like it's just a bad way to represent him. If we're not bringing our best, bringing our all. So yeah, I would just say that. And yeah, if we were having a conversation one-on-one, I'd be saying the same thing, probably more brutally honest, but just, I do care about this so much because I think it's just something that we often miss. And so even on that too, really quick, and I know we're trying to wrap this up, but keep going. um, If you are like a pastor in a place like that, where you're like, man, I, I feel like I don't have any more to give. Like I think even out of COVID, just even as we're talking, I just kind of feel like this, like it it's a pretty tough time to be a pastor, to be in any be in any field of work or whatever, but especially like ministry where you're working with people and you constantly are pouring out all the time. Like if you don't have somebody to talk to or like a friend or any sort of form of community, I would just encourage you to reach out to somebody, find somebody that you can be like, hey, this is... Cause yeah, again, a whole nother podcast, but <laughs> I just, I, I want to speak to the fact that I know there's people listening yeah. or maybe they're listening someday when okay. there's thousands of subscribers. Thousands. This will millions, be the episode they click <laughs> billions. on. Billions. Yes, yeah. they will. They're going to see my name. And Absolutely. Like, I'm going to listen to that one. Yeah. No. Um, but, you know, I might be listening to this and be like, okay, this is just, I, I, I have nothing else to give. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. Um, and like, that's, I'm not saying like, burn yourself out and work yourself like a dog until you're absolutely dying and have major issues and your life's falling apart. Like if you're not in a place, if you have nothing left to give, then your best is probably just going to somebody and saying, I need help. I need prayer. I need counseling. I mean, go to a professional counselor. I mean, talk to somebody that, that you can trust that you can be like, you know, sharing your stuff with or whatever. Um, I just think that's important too, because to get to this place is like, you got to have like a foundation of some sort of tank being full and all to that too, as well. Like it could be as easy as just getting with Jesus. That's the first place to be too. I just know so many people that work in ministry that they are reading their Bible. They are worshiping. They're spending time with Jesus, but there's just stuff that sometimes just has to be processed or just somebody to be like, this is really hard. You know, I think a lot of people kind of going back to the thing you said, like, if you really are giving everything you have and really are worn out. Um, I think a lot of people will equate um, busyness yeah. with effectiveness. Yeah. Like if I'm doing all these things, then I'm going to be all the more effective. And I think that there's actually grace in our lives to do things well, maybe not as many things, but to do things well and to be just as if not more effective. Yeah. So if you really are living in a place of burnout, of I don't think I can go on anymore, 
Um, I think it's okay to, to evaluate the things that you're doing and say, are these as effective as they used to be? Are these things still doing the same things we wanted them to be yeah. doing? Um, because if they're not, then, then why are we still doing them? Even recently at our church, we went through and uh, evaluated a lot of the ministries and things that we've been doing and, and saw, hey, a lot of these things we've been doing for 15 plus years yeah. aren't really working like they were intended to. So let's figure out a better way and more effective way yeah to do these in a more excellent way, ultimately, because when we can put even more time and energy into those things, then the hope is that they would be um, excellent. So well, that's great. I think, I mean, to me too, it just kind of came to mind, like, it's like running on a treadmill. You're not actually going anywhere. You're just <laughs> running. And it's like you feeling like you need to do more, get more stuff going on or whatever. Like you feel like you need to do better. So you just turn the, the, the knob up. It's like, okay, you're going faster, but you're not actually going anywhere. Like, for me, I'm I'm a I'm a huge list guy. I'm a if you're any of the Enneagram people out there, I'm an Enneagram three. I love achievement and accomplishment. And so maybe Welcome that's the telling club. of this whole episode. <laughs> um, but I have a tendency, like I will do something sometimes. This is and I will maybe like when I say list, I'm saying like here's a checklist of all the things I need to do this week. I my wife hates it. Every Saturday, Sunday night, I write the, all the things I need to do yeah. in an app, and, and I have the joy of checking them off when they're done. Like, after this podcast, I'm going to check off, record a podcast with Austin. <laughs> but I will go back and write things that I did just to, like, have more checks on the thing. Like, yeah. have you ever done that? Like, it's like, maybe, oh, yeah. not, maybe I'm just oh, yeah. crazy. No, no, I'm, I'm 100% with you. Even if I don't need to write it on there and it's already done, I'm yeah. like... I got to put it I will it in write there. it and then cross it off just to be like, <laughs> I did this many more things. Um, and I'm trying to remember where I was going with that. But yeah. <laughs> I think, it, yeah, it's just the thing of like more doesn't mean more meaning. It's like yeah. it's like doing actually sometimes doing less of more meaningful things is better. And that's a better way to give your best. Like yeah. you can give your best to things that actually don't matter, <laughs> like things that are just like meaning, I mean, you can give your best to watch a Netflix for eight hours a day. Like you can sure. ha- give all your attention. Yeah. You're there. The best you're pa- snacks. Yeah. You're paying everything. attention, but that's not actually contributing to the world. And sometimes there's, there is space and there is absolutely times when you need to just flip on the TV and rest and enjoy or whatever. But I think sometimes people can be like, oh, I'm doing all these things. Like I think a constant thing that when you when you walk to anybody in our current culture and like how you been the first answer usually is oh i've been busy yeah but is busy mean you've been doing like a lot of great things or you just staying busy to stay busy and yeah. veg out and numb out or whatever but um yeah so i think that's great i mean even you know again back to just even like apple i'm super inspired by everything they do last week they had a keynote and you and i were just and girling over it. Just sending each other videos <sighs> of, of all the new products and stuff like that. You bet I'm poor. Yeah. But I think they could create a thousand different pieces of technology and products and all these things. I would guess that they have for sure less than 50 products, maybe more like 20. I don't know. I mean, yeah. like currently like in rotation, I mean, they rotate old stuff in and out or whatever. If you, yeah. maybe I, I don't want to be too nerdy or whatever, but like they're doing like less, but giving it more, I think is what I see in Apple. It's like, like, it's not just to have all these little gadgets and stuff. It's like everything they're doing and creating serves a purpose. So definitely, definitely. Well, uh, we said final thoughts about 20 minutes ago, I think. Yeah, we did. So, classic pastor Classic move. pastor move. I'm on my last point 30 <laughs> minutes later. Yeah, honestly. But man, it's been awesome having you on today. And yeah, dude. Thanks for you, having me. Yeah. If you guys think Clayton needs to come back for another episode, you better let us know in the comments, on YouTube, in the reviews, on the podcast app, wherever you're listening to. 
DM me on Instagram. I don't care. But yeah, man, it's been great having you on. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, you've listened to another episode of the Life Podcast. So we'll see you guys right back here whenever the next episode drops. Thanks for joining us.